0: Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And, oh, it has been a day. Um, not bad like last week, thankfully. Um, just running around and work and all that. I'm tired. So tired. Um, but at least I don't have charges hanging over my head. Um... And I don't know what kind of segue that was, actually. <laughs> Other than horrible, horrendous. Um, definitely not something I'm proud of. <laughs> I just... That was so bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> I would start again on keeping that. <laughs> oh... I swear, sometimes I think I'm the only one who thinks I'm funny. <laughs> uh, Lori Lachlan and Felicity Huffman appeared in court today. Um, and when Lori entered, there was a contingent of um, teens and women that are a little bit older chanting, free Aunt Becky, and screaming that they are on her side. Which is all well fine and good, but I don't know. it, it seems a little bit weird. Um, and you know, it, one of the things that I've been thinking about um, as I've been reading the blogs and stuff at night is Lori Lachlan has really become the face of this scandal. And I don't know if it's because of the, of the audaciousness of, of her part paying almost $500,000 to get her daughters into USC. Um, if it's something, um, you know, if it's just because she's quote-unquote everyone's aunt Um, You know, there are people who grew up with her as Aunt Becky from Full House um, for the last five years. Um, There are people who have known her, again, as Aunt Becky, but on Fuller House on Netflix, which is, despite what everyone says, it is extremely popular. Um, Or um, if she's, you know, if they know her from the Hallmark Channel um, movies and When, when Calls the Heart. But Lori Lachlan really has just become the face of this. And I re- I honestly thought it was going to be Felicity Huffman, the prestigious actress who, um, like Lori Loughlin, was in a massive ABC hit. That really changed the way television is written and viewed. Um, But Lachlan... Or, I'm sorry. But Felicity... Seems to be taking a back seat. Um, There's rumors that there's trouble in her marriage. um, And those were stoked even more today when she showed up to the courthouse alone. But again, that's kind of... um, That could be for any number of reasons. Including... William H. Macy may have had to be shooting shameless. With, um, with Felicity facing charges, there's a good chance that she's not going to be working for a minute. And someone has to bring home the bacon. Um, but, you know, back to Lori Lachlan though, it could be that she just, she just seems like The type that would, um, you know, she seems very earnest, very sweet, very whatever. But she also seems like the type that would be like, no, motherfucker, sit down. Take a seat. Um, there was really no reason for me to say it like that. Anyways, um. One of the one of the stories that did come out about Lori Loughlin um, was she when she showed up to court, she actually shook the prosecutor's hands, which on one hand is a very sweet gesture. Right? Maybe she's hoping that if she's nice, he'll give her a, a good plea deal. Um, but word on the street is that that's not going to happen. Uh, or if, if, there is, if there are plea deals to be made, um, jail time will have to be part of that deal. And that does not seem to be... Um, th- I mean, no one wants to spend time in jail. Um, and there's no word yet on if any, if, if Lori Loughlin or Felicity Huffman are, have even been offered a plea deal at this point. Um, it, it, it seems like they will be, and there's a very good chance um, if they both have squeaky clean records, which I think they do, There's a very, very good chance that um, a judge could theoretically um, decide not to make them serve time in jail. It's all going to depend on their records and the severity. I think Felicity Huffman has a better chance of not serving jail time than Lori Loughlin. But that's just my guess, and my guess is also that I'm gonna go and be right back, and I'm back. So, um, as you know, the Jesse Smollett case has just been a shit show for the Chicago, um, for Chicago city, basically. Um, the uh, the former mayor, um, congratulations, Lori Lightfoot. She just became, um the first woman of color and the first LGBT openly LGBT um woman mayor of Chicago um the third largest city in the United States um but Rahm Emanuel was really pissed I think he was trying to use the Jesse situation um to score political points. Screaming that it was unjust, it was unfair, you know, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. And um, the chief of police was doing the same thing, like, oh, we had enough evidence, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Clearly you didn't. Because if you did, the charges would not have been dropped. Um, And if it had been a plea deal... Um, his record would not have been expunged, the the documents would not be sealed. Um, and, and you know, there's just all these things. So no, I I I do not agree with people. Jesse Smollett was exonerated, and not in the same way that Donald Trump was exonerated. Jussie was actually <laughs> exonerated. Um, <laughs> but. Um, um, so why am I talking about Jesse Smollett? Um, mostly because we're about to see the same thing happen with R. Kelly. Well, rumor has it that R. Kelly is set to um, have his charges reduced and or dropped. Um, there's no word on how this is going to happen or why it's happening. Some people are saying R. Kelly has always felt like he was protected in Chicago. Um, he had friends in the high places. Other people are kind of hedging their bets a little bit more on this and saying, "Well, you know, maybe they don't have enough evidence. That's bull. They have the evidence. They have a solid case. Um, and that's the difference here with with justice, you could kind of um, pick it apart. Um, very easily. The check that they were trying to hinge the whole case on um, was written out and it literally said, this is for, um, for the weight training and the nutrition plan. There were text messages to back up this claim. And when I say text messages, I don't mean, oh, like, How much for weight training? No, like there were did you do this today? Did you eat this? You have to have this. Um and so there there was weight behind them saying, like, what are you talking about? No, this is not true. Um and it and that was very easily picked apart. Um in the R. Kelly case, it's not so easy to pick that case apart. Um and, you know, some people are, Some people have said to me, you're just saying that because you don't like R. Kelly. I don't like his action. I have no issue with the man himself, other than his pedophilia and his inclination for underage girls. Um, I don't think that this is something that um, a group of girls conspired together to... Come out and damage his name because these charges go back um, to, like, the mid-90s. That's 20-plus years where people have been saying, like, he's sleeping with underage girls. He's doing this. He's doing that. Why are we letting him get away with this? And that's a great question. Why is he getting away with it? Why are these charges about to be dropped? And we're going to stay on top of this story as it develops. I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So... Um... Okay, if you talk to Will... He will tell you that he thinks I'm trying to take over the world. And he's not being facetious. Or even trying to make a joke. He really thinks I'm trying to take over the world. And his, his rationale behind that is... Um... I have taken over one writing group, um, I've ascended to leadership in another, and once or twice I may have went over my boss's head to get something I wanted. <laughs> so all of this conspires in his mind to equate me with trying to take over the world. And something similar is happening over on CBS. Um, we've talked about this morning before CBS this morning, and char you know uh, Charlie Rose l- left biggest of sexual harassment allegations, and then um, Gil King by default became lead anchor. And Oral O'Donnell is in the mix. But she wants to move over to CBS this evening. And it's just one big mess. Um, And honestly, that's that's the nicest way I can put that. Um, And then there's a new producer coming in. Um, I'm trying to find that producer's name for you. Susan Zarensky, and here's how things apparently went down. Susan Zarensky came in and yanked Biana Goldrig... uh, off the air. She did a segment. They went to commercial. Susan pulled her off. Said, "You're not part of this team anymore." And when they came back, um, they gave some sort of excuse about... Um, ...Bianna having to go to the dentist. Now, okay, let's be real here. It's believable that someone has to go to the dentist... ...but not in the middle of a broadcast. <laughs> like, what? Um, I, I don't remember her name, but there was a CNN woman who um, anchors a show... And she, she left mid-broadcast as well, but at least she, she said, like, I had a migraine and it got to the point where I couldn't see anymore. If Whether or not that's true, I'm not going to debate or argue, but at least that's something a little bit better than, I had to go to the dentist. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but there's some, allegedly there's some palace intrigue going on. So we all know that Gail King is about to close a multi-million dollar deal that basically doubles her salary. And it's alleged by blind gossip and an item that they posted this week that um, one of the things that Gail was kind of hesitant about signing is because it's a panel show, there's m- multiple anchors. And, Bianna was stealing, quote unquote, stealing her airtime. So, she told the producers, um, and especially the new, the new lady in charge, Susan, that she wanted Bianna gone. And, they, they took her up on that. They they got rid of Bianna. Um, they said that they offered Bianna some work elsewhere on um in CBS News, but she passed on it, and she was going to be leaving the network altogether. And here's the thing: she had every right to do that. It was in her contract. And she'd only been with CBS for six months. Which kind of makes me wonder... Who the hell negotiated her contract? Because... How do you... Go somewhere... Instantly become an anchor... And if they move you or whatever... You can just leave and and invalidate the contract altogether... I'm really curious about that. (laughs) Like, I really want to know. But again, this is a developing story. I'm going to stay on top of it. Because I'm sure there are going to be a ton of items coming out um, about this. So I will let you know. And I'm going to go and come right back. And I'm back. So, (laughs) somehow... This week has turned into the business of writing um, for our special segment. And I'm just going to keep with it because I kind of like it. Um, One of of the things that I think is really interesting and worth um, talking about is series. Um in I I believe that we've talked about this before in in fantasy almost everything is a series. Um just because it has to be. Um people really, really like that and Robert Jordan who wrote the Wheel of Time series, um, which thank you to Will for telling me this. It's interminable. Um, I, think, I think it was like 17 books long or something like that. Um, but the reason why is because they sell. Jana Evanovich, who I love, she has like three or four series going right now. Um, the most popular, which is Stephanie Plum. And she's on 25? I think, maybe 26. But she's way, way up there. Um... And, you know, and, uh, Joanne Fluke, who writes the Hannah Swinson mysteries, um, better known to Hallmark viewers as the Murder, She Bakes series. Um, she has so many of them, too. And so I was, I was trying to, like, figure it out, like, what is this, like? especially with like Janet Evanovich because she's cranking out two three books a year um and they're all series so I was like how how do you do this like how do you keep everything straight um there's the she has Stephanie Plum Fox the Fox and O'Hara which is another really great series I loved um she was I think she was writing that one with Lee Goldberg where he had to step away from the series because he um, he had a couple of books that he needed to work on, um, and then I for, there's one. It's a spinoff of the Stephanie Plum series with um, the main one of the main characters' name is Diesel. But anyways, ah, uh, but they all stick to this formula that works really well for her. Um, and the basically the formula is. You find the bad guy, or you know who the bad guy is. You have some sort of crazy misadventure. Get close to the bad guy. Bad guy almost wins. Someone comes and rescues the hero, and voila, we're at the end. And, I, you know, it sounds like I'm bitter or I'm mad. I'm not. I hope I can find the formula that works for me that's just as is um profitable you know I at some point I do want to launch a cozy mystery series um, there I have two ideas baking in my head right now um, one is actually a spin-off of one death to live my soap opera satire and um, the other is... Kind of a different take on on the genre, and having a um woman of color, be my um protagonist. Um. I and then I I had the fantasy series, which is, um, a a planned series of four at this point. Um. But honestly, because of how I'm writing, because of the occupation of my character, spy. There's a chance that that could actually go um, much further. I, four is where I'm starting, and and then we'll figure out where I'm at after that. Um, but for so here's here's the thing for the readers, it's great because they get to visit with their favorite characters over and over and over again, which they love. For writers, it's great. Because first of all, the formula helps you bang out the books faster, but more importantly, um, they're a profit generator if you're If you're going the traditional route, publishers love series and they will actually give you a book deal for like two two to three books at a time. some depending on how well they sell, you might even get like a five book deal or whatever. Um, and I've heard, I've not actually seen this, but I've heard that, like, you can actually get an advance, which is unheard of in these times, for an author to get an advance on, on the books. Which, amazing! (laughs) Um, but so, that is one, that is honestly one way to generate interest. It also makes it more valuable to the movie studios. Um, one for the money, when it was made with Katherine Heigl, didn't do as well as people thought it should. Which, you know, it happens. But if if they wanted to, they could take um, the books and craft a TV series very easily on it. And guess what? That's even more money in Janet's pocket because... Well, duh. (laughs) Um, That sounded really sarcastic. I didn't mean it to come out like that. But yeah, like, you can honestly turn um, these book series into, like, a TV series or a series of movies and make a shit ton of money. Um, J.K. Rowling makes a ton of money off the Harry Potter books and the Harry Potter movies that's the thing is these it's not separated um and and that's why I want to stress to people is turn the series um there's a lot of independent authors I talk to who have at least one series going even if they're writing standalones and whatnot as well they have at least one series going because it's a profit generator it's a way to get your work out there and recognized um and the same thing goes for serialized work. Um, the The more people see your name in print, the more popular it's like that you're likely to become, and the more money you're gonna make. And I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna come right back. And I'm back. So this this one is a little difficult for me to do because, you know, I love Britney, and. Um, and it's almost like and when I say this to people, they think I'm crazy, but it's true i can you can almost align my britneys mental states, and they would probably align just about near perfect um so back in two thousand and seven, when she shaved her head, I was in a terrible place um. I had just left my abusive relationship, and honestly, I didn't think I was lovable. I didn't think anyone would ever want me again. And when she shaved her head, I, I really did go out and shave my head, too. It was kind of in solidarity and kind of like, I can become a new person via my hair, apparently. Um, but you know it, but that just and that's just one example. Um, you know when when she started her comeback um, with blackout, I was having a little bit of trouble at work. um. And again, just like just like her, um, it kind of went off the rails, and just like her, we both like um, she kind of came back with him to tell. I started writing, and when I had Generation Gossip, I was reaching, right around seven thousand five hundred people a day, which isn't a whole hell of a lot. Let's be honest here. Um. But, for someone like me, who like I. Didn't have an advertising budget. I didn't have, um, you know, a, a a household name, so to me that was a lot of people. And I had so many friends on Facebook. Um, I, I added a lot of followers on Twitter, um, and it felt really good. And and for the record, I think, um, is probably one of her best. Like. Artistically, Blackout is probably her best, but I think Femme Fatale is commercially, um, was obviously superior. Um, and I think it kind of got her back into, um, the pop vibe again. Anyways, so, as you can keep chasing in... Lately, I've kind of had this, um, I've had really bad anxiety. There's a lot of change going on in my life right now. Uh, Um, some sleepless nights, some nights where I fall asleep and I wake up in a panic attack. Um, for various reasons. And, you know, I wasn't really thinking about, like, the connection to Brittany. Until today when, um... A friend sent me a link to a page six story, which I was going to read. You know, eventually I was going to read it anyways because I read all of the blogs. Or that's one of the blogs I read at night. Um, but Brittany checked herself into a mental hospital. And first of all, bravo to her for taking care of herself. For recognizing that she can't do it alone and seeking help. So people are saying that she's seeking help now because... um. You know, her dad has been really sick. And he's been her anchor for so long. And she feels lost without him. And <coughs> would not be an episode without me coughing. Um, but anyways. Um, so she she went and... The, everyone swears there's no drug abuse there's no alcohol or anything involved in this it's just someone who needs to go get help who's seeking help and i think that is fantastic to be honest um and honestly when she canceled britney domination or now not canceled it but, but postponed it to be with her dad you kind of got the sense that something wasn't necessarily right. sort um, source said, Jamie was around all the time, Jamie being her dad. He's really sweet and he never overly interfered. They are super close. At the height of her fame, Brittany was taken to a place where she couldn't be a normal person. It was very difficult for her to trust people and she has always relied on her dad to help do normal, help her do normal things. Does anyone remember that reality show? Um, I think it was on E and it was in support of, um, oh, I can't remember what CD was in support of, but it was one of the newer ones. Um, and he made her cheesy grits, which cheesy grits, yum. Anyways, um. It's almost like there are two Britneys, the one who is able to go out on stage and perform to thousands of fans in Vegas and the girl who is really quite normal with her family. Um, and then the source goes on to say, "Britney hasn't been out partying or drinking. She's been at home. She has very difficult emotional and mental health issues, which have been under control. But in the last few months, she has been suffering and in bad shape. And you know, that's the whole thing. Like, like I said, I'm glad she recognized she needed help, and that she went in and got it. Um, her dad has been, um, in charge of her finances, um, for eleven years since the beginning of two thousand and eight. And there's, there's been talks throughout the years of the conservatorship coming to an end. And there was one time, I want to say like 2015, where the judge actually asked Brittany, do you want this to come to an end? And she said no. Um, You know, in the beginning, of course, she wanted it, but I think... First of all, I think just having knowing that someone's looking out for you is always always something special. Like you get a good feeling in your heart when someone's looking out for you, I think. Um, but more importantly, uh, um I think that there's I think that there's something to also ju- just um I think there's something to, not just someone taking care of you, but, um, that extra layer of legal protection, you know, when K-Fed was trying to get the extra child support money from her, um, that is said to have really, um, hit at her because, you know, he was supposed to protect her, he was supposed to love her, and then... It turned out that he was just after her money. And, you know, between, between that and her dad being sick, that had to have taken a lot out of the poor girl. Brittany, we love you. We hope you get better, honey. And you guys, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Until next time, cheers.